personal power, people positive, the community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. Every time I bring up bring up uh, the, the women who know you, they oh 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 I forgot to come. She was supposed to come here. It was a surprise guest. She's. I bet you she forgot. I met her at. I went over to Red Lobster the other night, and you you tr- you delivered her baby years ago with Sam, Dr. Simpson. He was a gynecologist or yeah, OBGYN. Yeah, yeah, he's an OBGYN. Yeah. Yes, and she, I was over there with her. I, I can't believe this. And I told her, I'm going to have her and Dr. Champion on. We're doing this thing. She says, oh, my God. And I thought it would be great to have her as testimony in a way. Nice. Just have fun. Because she just tripped. She's wonderful. She's doing great. She's a manager and has been there over 20 years. Really? Huh. And her daughter's already in college that you nice. delivered. Wow, unbelievable. You were just, you were new then? Crazy? And she said she was so good. She goes, because Dr. Simpson, I should use this for, is this a podcast for recording? Oh, good. Okay, so see, this is, makes it real. Dr. Simpson was supposed to deliver the child. Something happened to him. He couldn't do it. You were on call next in line. You were teeing up. You're you're new. She goes, oh, God, I don't even know her. She said it was the best. Nothing against Dr. Simpson. Oh, she no, goes, no, no. She turned out, she, yeah, she goes, she turned, turned out to be, oh, my God, I love her. She was so good. And to this day, I still go to her. And she's just, she's wonderful. Why did I forget her name? Oh, my God. She was supposed to, let me see if I put her in the schedule here. Don't worry, folks, you'll remember. We, well, you'll maybe remember. she'll show, hey, maybe she'll show up in this podcast. I told her to come here at one o'clock. It was me. But I said I would still follow up with a call and I didn't do it. Ay, ay, ay. But anyway, okay. just letting you know, Dr. Suze, <laughs> Dr. Susie Westerlin in here. Of course, she's now GYN, gynecologist. Mm-hmm. And of course, Dr. Hunter Champion, of course, our return champion with both of them. You're both return guests. And today, you know, this healthy aging thing has got everybody thinking, what do we need to do? I I showed you that Cannabrex stuff. It's got cannabinoid in it, which is, I guess, cannabis oils, but not the THC, right? Right. Although I'm not feeling kind of, I don't got the munchies right now. So clearly that's not it. I don't feel hungry. But, But there's different ways we look at all these, like, you know, quick fixes. Is that a quick fix or is there more to it than, you know, healthy aging? Well, healthy aging, I think, is 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 a, is a process, and it's a, and it's a continuum, and it's something that we oftentimes don't worry about when we're young. But as we start getting older, and we start feeling some of the the pains and the the aches and pains and the bones and groans of of, of aging, we start realizing, hey, maybe we need to try to start doing some different things to try to help us with our aging. Okay, it, what in, through that stress you mentioned that in here, we're we're talking before the podcast about popping Pepsi AC for me and cer- certain things that. The SEC cheerleaders need it, you know. <laughs> I didn't know that we were uh, taping no. that. No, that Sorry. one wasn't, but I just brought oh, it up okay. now. Okay, so I good, just I just good. totally threw you under the bus. That's okay, I can <laughs> handle it. Susan's doing great. She's a champion, too, to be here today, which is great. She's been, you guys are, I mean, your hours are crazy, stressful. Stress. How much is that playing a role of not helping your healthy aging? Or could we reverse that? Is it Because we all have stress in our lives. So what do we do to put stress on the on the shelf so we can feel a lot better with ourselves? Well, all the things we're trying to do, you know, we're trying to, we, you know, we're told what's probably more important than anything we can do in our lives as far as aging in a healthy way is sleep, um, yeah. REM sleep. And I could go off on a tangent about that just because of all that I do with hormones and, and when, um, and I'm sure you understand this when we, when they say, um, uh, we're all, we're all continuing to learn. That's why we call it the practice of medicine, the practice of law. We just keep practicing and practicing the practice of teaching. And most recently, I went on, and I'm going off on a tangent. Sorry. No, it's okay. No, you're, but, <laughs> but you're I telling went, us something. But, here. Yeah. but no, yeah. so doing what I do all day, 
um, there's some subtle, subtle changes even when I do with hormones and just mostly at a conference when they were like, okay, look at how many people have dementia. And I, I definitely know that a good chunk of people that we're seeing now dementia, especially my mom's age at Spring Harbor, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of those women went off their hormones 20 years ago because of that study called the Women's Health Initiative, freaked them out. They thought they were going to get breast cancer. Right. It really was um, a study that um, scared so many women, unfortunately, off their hormones. And because of that, those people went off their, their um, you know, they sorry, they started developing more issues with depression and anxiety, um, osteoporosis. And there's definitely, without a question, I know a chunk of those women now have lesser brain function, meaning dementia, because I, I guarantee you that their hormones were pro-brain, just like they're pro-heart and they're all these different things. So, so anyway, the point about um, what I was saying about what I I was learning is that sleep, when you look at dementia, it's thought, and we're always reading something, but when you look at the Mm -hmm. two most important things that are thought, even above family history, are REM sleep. Just think about it. Mm -hmm. It resets your brain, right? And when you're in REM sleep, that's very different than when you're sleeping eight hours and you get up to pee or you get up to do this or whatever, but that and 10,000 steps, so it's basically resetting your brain and exercising. I know I heard it's fifteen thousand. Did <laughs> you guys hear that? It probably is. It's like they're moving it to fifteen. How the hell do they do that? It's like the Stanton years in the eighties. They yeah, keep raising yeah. the bar, so then right. you start. Everybody's got. Yeah, but this is is that a champions. Yeah. But yeah, it, but but and I'm being. I was, but you know, it is it, that REM sleep is just key. I, I'm going to go back to the hormone thing real quick. My mother-in-law, she was told eight years ago, early seventies. She's ninety now. That she had the same thing. She was on the hormone because she was going through menopause on the uh, estrogen, mm-hmm. um, but you, you're saying it's balanced now. So for women listening, there, there could be some hope there to help the brain function better to get you the good sleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're, we're pretty good on that now. So right. talk to you. Who do they t- talk to your uh, GYN? Talk to... Well, and a, and a lot of good primaries, but honestly, their GYN, if they don't know, if they don't know what, uh, you know, what uh, hormone replacement there is, is about, if they don't know who's a candidate for for it, who's not a candidate for it, um, and to educate these these women, because I see mostly sure. women, to say, no, no, there are way more pros than negatives. Good. See, that's Way more awesome. pros than negatives. And in that Women's Health Initiative study, and sadly, they were using synthetic estrogens. They were using synthetic, meaning I call fake uh, progestins. Okay. And th- that, 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 Synthetic progestin is what led to the freak out, like, oh, my God, I'm going to get breast cancer. And so they went off. They went That's off. That's really good. And it was probably one of the worst things that could have ever happened in women's medicine because so many of those women became very, very miserable. I call them the half-empty ladies because there are some people like my mom. She went off for a while, and she was fine. But, you know, some people look at life differently, and they suffer differently. Gotcha. Um, and now we're just going now we're kind of coming around uh, full circle 20 years later and going whoa no there were actually way more benefits and negatives and obviously dr champion knows this because yeah. of heart disease could, you know i was going to ask you real quick Suze, could you bring the mic closer to you he's got it pop oh, sure. really high so it's oh, get sorry. rid of that no that's okay that way we don't have to put the volume so high that's better because it was picking up a lot of ambient Gotcha. You are totally forgiven. Okay. <laughs> but now, now I, I want to tell that was, this is good. I want to go back to REM, but let's go now from the male. Cause 
you know, Hunter, you write so many papers on this, you study deep on mm-hmm. this for the guy side. Now, Susan's talking about the women, which makes so much sense. Right. You, you got to remember at perspective, it's sure. the way it was treated with uh, different hormone therapy replacements years mm-hmm. ago, scared in the daylight set of women. They didn't. And we're seeing this uptick of, of women uh, depreciated of the, of the right hormone therapy. Males now, on the other hand, what do we do with them? What's, what's up? Our testosterone's lowering, so what do we do? So certainly testosterone uh, replacement is very popular. Um, it certainly makes a lot of men feel better and that type of thing. One of the things that people forget about, and this actually ties the REM sleep into that, is um, actually if you have uh, a significant sleep apnea, you actually drop your testosterone level from a central effect. So we find oftentimes if we put people on sleep apnea treatment and their testosterone levels are low, we can see that testosterone can actually come back up to some degree. Naturally. Naturally. Nice. And so, that's and so, cool. and so that's kind of a one, two punch in terms of being able to try to help, help, help someone. And, and it's amazing when we see people that are adequately treated, they say, yeah, you know, I'm actually able to retain muscle again. I'm losing fat again. Um, you know, I'm feeling better. I wake up, I'm energized. I don't wake up with a headache. I'm not taking a nap. I don't fall asleep at the red light, mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. And the beautiful thing about that is that's a non-pharmaceutical way to, 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 as far as a treatment goes, my father started on his sleep apnea treatment and said, Hey, I haven't felt like this in 25 years. And, and we can't, we can't, you know, we can't keep up with him. Me and my 22 year old, we're, we're running after, you know, in the, in the, in the woods and here comes my dad, 79 years old, you know, passing both of us. So it's amazing how sleep really does play a huge role in not only how you feel, but also just hormonally and that type of thing. So the magic bullet is not necessarily, I mean, it could be, hormone replacement, but there would be a specific need for that. You wouldn't recommend everybody to go out there now, see their GYN or see some, one of their doctors and say, hey, look, uh, in, inject me. I'm, I'm going to take the shortcut. Or, or is it just, would that just help to sleep? Or do we evaluate each person differently and think, well, you know what? How about get into a state where you put your daggum electronic phone away from your head at night when I tell my kids, whether there's truth to that or not. I, I just just read about it, but but just get a good night's sleep. And, and But it's a quality of sleep is what you're saying because there's nights I get five hours and I feel fa- – I ran a half marathon in four hours of sleep. And I'm like, how the hell did I do that? But today I, I thought I got six, six and a half, but – I don't think I had a good sleep. I would rather you get three hours of great sleep and good sleep where you're actually getting into REM than 12 hours of lousy sleep. Mm-hmm. See, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So is there a magic bullet? Is there a pill out there on the shelf? Or what do we do to get well, there? And remember, a lot of women, they can't sleep because they're, they're so high. They have such low estrogen that they're just a mess. And they say every little, yeah. my wife is like, the yeah. littlest, like I tiptoe in the room at night mm-hmm. and she gets awakened so easily. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't be, I, I'm so doggone quiet. And I don't even hear her leave at all in the morning. And it's progesterone too. Gotcha. And um, now I'm kind of going off on uh, little details. So for example, when women think of estrogen, we think as gynecologists, if you are on hormones, right, for everything from hot flashes to night sweats to mm-hmm. sleep, to help decrease your risk of osteoporosis, heart disease, all of that. We're, we're doing it for the things we don't see, like those things, but also how we feel. But when you look at the need for that estrogen, it used to be thought that the only reason why we also needed progesterone was to keep us from bleeding, because our body thinks we're supposed to bleed and have a period. Oh, God, I'm here with yeah. three guys. We're it's talking okay. about periods I'm here. already. What do you think, Axel? Okay, okay so recently... He's focused. But recently, so yeah. we used to think it was only to keep a, an older lady from having a period, right? Right. But more and more, we're realizing that that progesterone that our ovaries used to make in abundance also has an amazing sleep 
induction. Wow. So when we, even me, again, this is why I call it the practice of medicine. Sure. I never u- would use natural microutinized progesterone unless I wanted to keep them from having a period. And now I'm putting them all on it and they're coming back saying, oh my gosh, I so sleep now, now so the much sleep better. Is better. And we, so and it's I don't, a natural sleep aid. I know the yeah. last time you were on with our podcast, you could check out the other Bob Jeswald uh, show with, with Dr. Susie Westerland. We've got more in the sexual side. So I don't want to kind of lose focus here, but it does improve your sex life. God and all forbid. That. Yes, God forbid we talk about that. But what we did before, so that's why I didn't want to go. But we, if you want to hear more about how that helps uh, your mm-hmm. sex life, check, oh, check out our last podcast huge. that Susie and I did. But, but, but that is interesting. And from a guy's point of view, it, it is a cardiologist, is a, is a gyno. You're, you're both looking at ways to in, improve the lifestyle. It seems so damn simple, sleep. It really does. But getting to the root of it, you can analyze and you can probably look at a patient just just cannot for the life of them to get a good quality sleep to get the proper REM. And you're looking at it as like, okay, what do we do? How does this, you know, affects the cardio system? It does. You know, lack of sleep affects the heart, you know. Uh, higher risk of atrial fibrillation, yeah. higher risk of heart attack and stroke with untreated sleep apnea. And, you know, I love the fact that you give someone on, get someone on APAP or BiPAP or, or CPAP and they come back and say, I feel great. You know, I've, I really do. Now, sometimes they have to work with a little bit different masks and that type of thing, sure. but the technology is absolutely amazing now. And, you know, it's amazing too. And I'm so happy that, you know, that we kind of think alike in terms of, because I think sometimes in medicine, we, we get a little too analytic and it's kind of like, I got a box to check, cholesterol, blood pressure sure. and things like that. And so, so with that, you kind of lose part of the art of medicine, which is more like, Hey, how can we change what you do in your daily life to make you feel better? And then also achieve the, the goals of things like, cause you know, if you treat sleep apnea or if you, if you actually get good sleep, oftentimes your blood pressure is better. And so a lot of these things we can, we can deal with without just throwing pills at people. You know, and that's what I like about specifically having you guys on the on the show is that there's wellness, baby. wellness, baby, wellness, and that's what it is. Yeah. It, your life changes exponentially; it really does. You perform it at, at every level. Mm-hmm. I mean, your work, you know, the, how fast you can think cognitively, you know, your temperament, uh, your just your logic, um, and just performance it, physically, right. and, 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 that, and yeah, and that's changing. Like wellness, um, you, you know, this medicine treats disease. Okay. There right? you, that's another so side of it. Sure. I, I don't mean to throw my, uh, some of my partners under the bus at my office who, yeah. and it, it actually, this is kind of a Southern thing. So I just came from lunch, right? <laughs> right. The reps have lunch, right? Gotcha. So here I, I was catering in some real North good Dakota, food, Minnesota, California, yeah. nice lunches, the reps bring. Well, what did they say? Oh, come on, come on over, you know, whatever rep, nice person, fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, biscuits and butter. Like, it's, Hunter's smiling right? there. Is that, right? is that, but no, right? I, if I had been in California, my mm-hmm. practice in San Diego, they would have been laughing. Yeah, sure. And it's not, I'm not putting it, I'm not putting the South down. It's just part of how we love, we eat, we eat. It's such a but good point. There's barbecue like, places. All, it, no, you we see, have to re-educate these. And all these, a lot yes. of the pa- you know, patients, nurses, staff are overweight. And we're like, we got to start. I had a grandfather, you know? Sicilian grandfather used to say to me, he goes, Bobby, he goes, he goes, just, you know, because it, it all started with a phone call, you know, Sometimes you didn't want to call because you're afraid that some relatives will talk forever and ever. He wasn't like that. He says a little is better than nothing. He goes, it's everything in life. Do it in moderation when it comes to, you know, everything. Anything I would say, he says, do it a little bit in moderation. Yeah, you can you can have a little bit of this, but in moderation. It's, that's There's truth to that, right? Right, well, I mean, wine, th- wine th- stuff, yeah. exactly yeah. same thing. Same thing with soft drinks. You remember, remember back in the day, you know, I'd get a, I could have a Coca Cola every two weeks if I went to get my hair cut and I was a good kid and I sat in the chair. Well, you know, afterwards I got took my quarter over, got the twelve ounce Coca Cola, yeah. um, or eight ounce if it was the bottle. 
And, and it was a treat. Now they've got people thinking that you should be drinking sodas four times a day. And I've got some patients that will drink a 12-pack of Dr. Pepper every day or every God. other day. And Man. It's, it's absolutely amazing how much. So I, I agree. I think, you know, and I think part of it's been, yes, we eat this, we drink this all the time. And I think, you know, certainly moderation to, to your point is, yeah, as a treat, great. Um, but, but maybe not every day. Okay, see, and, and, and now we're getting back to if we follow a good diet, a good regimen, everybody's different. And like you said, going back to the sleep part, the REM, how do we, how do we register REM? Is it, do we know we have a good REM sleep because when you wake up and you just feel like... Dream. And you dream. You dream. So you got to know your dream. So yeah. do you remember the dream or not? A lot of times I think you do. Interesting. And it's kind of counterintuitive because some people think The dream you wake wakes up, you up because of like the dream. Or like some people will say, even me, like the other night, because I took that damn progesterone I was sure. telling you about. Well, right? should I, no, I wouldn't want to take it, right? I would <laughs> no, not take progesterone. No, no right? you, you wouldn't. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not going to make you like grow boobs or anything okay. or anything like that. But or, um, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's on okay. a tangent. But... Um, um, REM sleep. Remember, I've got cold medicine in me. What was I just it's saying? Okay. No, but REM, you said the progesterone as oh, far so as REM. No. You so, remember the dream. Right. So, is that bad or so good? No. So if you wake up and you have had a vivid dream, that is telling us mm-hmm. that we're in one of the deepest states of sleep there is awesome. versus what some people think. If you wait, if you go to sleep and all of a sudden you wake up and it's morning, that's not necessarily, that's not REM sleep. Even it's though, wild. you know, you so. would think that's or if you wake up a, if you wake up a lot during the middle of the night and you don't really know what woke you up you're not your body's not letting you get to REM sleep that's actually actually that's actually a, a symptom of sleep apnea is Ooh, okay. is is because for lack of a better term the soft tissue in the back of the throat is preventing you from moving moving air so your body kind of feels like oh we're suffocating we're not gonna let you get to a deep sleep because we're worried you won't wake up it's and based so, on co2 levels exactly. and stuff like that exactly now, how much is this now that you said that mm-hmm. Now it says this thing is always off. It says they have nine. It averages ninety seven percent. Some days it shows they have ninety five percent SpO two, and some days I feel a little short of breath when I get up. Some days I feel great. And now I do substitute. I told you I do. You, you know I do. I do vitamin B. I do a lot of things that I think that I need that day. Your D. Mm-hmm. You take your D. I do. I take a drop uh, of that, especially in the winter months, even in the deep south. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that. Skin complexion can have uh, can make a difference in absorption of D. Okay, so just the, to let you know, yeah. you can have people that, because this is D I do all sure. day long, you can have people that look tan. There's some of my ladies at Green Island or whatever. They are brown as a berry. They need more. I check their level, and if it's 30 to 100 is normal, they're like it's 7. Oh, my God. So not everybody absorbs it. And talk about about feeling different. So yes. when I start somebody on okay. like hormone replacement therapy, whether or not it's estrogen plus testosterone, if you don't make sure you're optimized also in your D, your B12, your thyroid, they're not going to work well unless they work all symbiotically. So D, I'm so glad you told me yeah. that because everybody and their mother thinks that yeah. that D, um, if you're in the sun, you absorb. And that's not the case at Barry all. Barry White's coming through me right now. I can feel any like good say, psychiatrist. Say D, <laughs> any good psychiatrist. Yeah. yeah. We'll be checking a vitamin D on all people. Did young, you hear this say? Repeat that again. Okay. So any good, only because who really manages sleep disorder, I'm sorry, um, depression, mood disorders, obviously a lots and lots of primary care doctors. But when you look at who treats them the most, 
they do. And I see it all the time. And the good psychiatrists, and I'm not trying to make the ones that don't, but it, mm -hmm. it really, it doesn't make sense that if they're not checking a D, they're really not doing everything they can for their patient because a certain percentage of that mood disorder is because they're lacking D. And I see it all the time where I'll start somebody, they're just getting started on sure. their hormone replacement therapy. And they just say, I feel better just on my vitamin D alone. And it makes imagine, total sense. And you're at University of Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. you know, you get, you get, uh, you, you, you end up seeing cloudy days every day. I'm Absolutely. from Buffalo, New York. Right. Same and, thing. You, and you get, you, you get the, you know, you're indoors all the time and you get cabin fever. Or whatever. Fargo. Fargo is yeah. another one. It's you're from Fargo. Right. She's from Fargo. He was okay. up in Pittsburgh. He was doing some med stuff. You can feel it. The difference. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why I never wanted to go back home. Nothing against Buffalo, except my bills. In or Washington State. Washington so State's a good. It's constantly yeah, Be yeah, Bellingham, Washington, all the way down from the Those British Columbia. Months, you live wow. for oh, summer. depressing. Yeah, summers are longer days, which is nice by latitude. You get more daylight, but you don't get it during the winter months. You're ready to kill yourself. So, I mean, I don't mean to, to say that, but that's really the truth. Well, and you also depressed. don't realize it as depressed. much. We we moved from Baltimore to Pittsburgh, and the five years we were there, Balmer. you know, in you know, we, uh, you know, we were sitting there. We were kind of like you know. Oh, that's no, not that bad. When you, it's not until you realize when you come back, like we came down to Columbus and we were like, wow, seasonal affective disorder really is something. When you actually have sunny oh, days, yeah. you know, when you actually use sunglasses uh, as opposed to three or four times a year. What a difference. Um, that kind of thing. You can do the snapping right now. Mm -hmm. Got me fever. Mm -hmm. Got me mm -hmm. fever. Some cabin fever. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's get out of that fever, fever mode and let's get ourselves in a good REM sleep every night. Is there anything we can do to prep today? Somebody listen to this. They're like, oh, gosh, I don't have a doctor's appointment for a while. What could we do ourselves in the short term without hormone replacement? What would be the first steps that somebody can take to just test it? And if they still are not having results, call your doc. So I think, I think really, you know, one of the things, you know, if you have sleep apnea and it's not treated, it's not going to fix itself. So in the past, we generally thought about sleep apnea being solely weight related. So you see a big person, you say, oh, they definitely have sleep apnea. You see a little person, they sure. say, oh, they don't have it. I've got just as many little tiny ladies that have the worst sleep apnea you've ever seen as I do 450 pound people who have been tested 15 times that still don't have sleep apnea. So really the big thing, especially for bed partners is to find out, hey, are you having apneic episodes? Mm -hmm. So I can tell you that if someone, if a, if a husband or wife or, or spouse or, or bed partner says, yes, I hear snore, 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 pause, snore, snore, snore. They have a 99% likelihood of having sleep apnea. Oh, God. Because that even pause, in skinny ladies. Even in skinny ladies. Is I've, that I've, because I've, there's something with their, their, their shape of their usually airway it's, it's or a something? Palate, it's a palate thing. Oh, was yeah. a great, there was a great Joe Rogan episode about talking about how since we introduced soft food to the diet in 20 something thousand years ago, yeah. all of our faces have gotten smaller. And if you look at Cro-Magnon uh, 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 yeah. skulls, all, every tooth is perfectly straight. But the reason why everyone needs orthodonture now and the reason why everyone has sleep apnea is because we're yeah. cramming the same number of teeth into a smaller mouth. And, total sense. And, and if, you, yeah. if you draw a line from the nose down to the chin, you know, a lot of us don't touch, whereas used to, the chin was so much larger. So that large jaw. Um, but, yes, yeah, so the answer is we have a lot of sleep apnea out there. Um, we see it a lot. Um, okay. So if, if you have a suspicion, get it checked out. It does not mean that you have to be on sleep apnea treatment forever. Sometimes it is weight-related. So I have some people who they do drop 15, 20, 30 pounds, and they no longer need the machine. Okay. But oftentimes that's an important part of, of actually the weight loss. That's that, wow. and that that is that's remarkable just to hear that. And so listen to your partner, whoever it is, and and if you think it, you know, looks like a duck, walks like a duck, it's snoring like a duck. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
ducks don't snore. But call call your doc, and you, you may want to get taken care of. But even even that being said, if somebody's sleeping, is there any particular way we should be sleeping? Like I'm all big on my. For me, what works for me, I have this torn rotator cuff now, and I'm back to this. I had surgery on my right. I don't want surgery this time, but it keeps me up some nights. When I roll on that side, I feel that throbbing on my my shoulder. It's mm-hmm. a son of a gun, but. I find that when I lie down, I love my left side, and it's more towards where my heart is. So when I'm lying down, I like to keep that neck. I have a, um, a orthopedic pillow type thing that keeps my neck kind of straight, and I'm flat as can be. I mean, I, if you put me on the floor, I have the best sleep. I, I'm flat? not kidding you. Flat? I mean, not flat on my back, but on yeah. my side is what I meant. And then I usually put a wedge between my legs to keep that spine as straight mm-hmm. as I can. I love a wedge. But if I'm up, at an angle, my neck hurt. Yeah, I love the wedge is great, it, but I, don't, I can't do it. But yet my wife will sleep at maybe 45, maybe 35 degrees. She's 35 degrees. How in the heck do you, is it, is there, is that, is there wrong, good, bad, and different? Or some people can sleep in a recliner and they get REM sleep. Does it matter? I don't think it matters. I mean, I think, you know, you, you talk about military, you know, in yeah. the military, you're trained so that you can go to sleep like that. Sure. Same thing with internship and, yeah. and that type of thing. I think at the end of the day, I think as long as you're comfortable, you know, there are a lot of people who advocate sleeping at colder temperatures. I think I saw, I was listening to, to, to one um, a neuroscientist who said that really the optimal temperature to sleep is 65 degrees. And our house is 66 ish. So I, I, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that seems to help, at least, at least to, to their point, it seems to, seems to help get you into REM sleep. Um, but no, I think, I think the other thing, I think the other thing too is, is, is to, is to really keep the bed someplace where you just, your bedroom is really a place to sleep and, uh, and I don't forget. Away from TV. Exactly. Here we go back to the electronic stuff. You don't eat, you don't eat your bed, you don't watch TV. In fact, there was a a sleep specialist at Hopkins who used to say the bed's only for two things, sleeping and screwing. Yes, there you go. And and so. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Let's go to the progesterone. Yeah, really. Testosterone. Testosterone. Oh, for me, for guys. But progesterone doesn't help women out. No, progesterone is oh, for sorry, sleep. sleep. Yeah, 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 progesterone sleep. We did testosterone say that. for sex testosterone drive. Testosterone sex drive. I'm sorry, and even for women. Yeah, yeah. So people understand that. I'm sorry. You're right. I should. Know oh yeah, this. yeah. But the, but uh, but 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 that makes sense. And and I think the other big thing too is sleep hygiene. I mean, is, is you know that's a big part of this. Okay. I mean, if you're take so, a shower before you go to bed. Th- th- that, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, oh, that uh, was cute. Maybe, maybe, like that, maybe that. Well, if you're going to do the better. other thing, he no, said, then you want to shower. But 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 I think you know, trying to pick a time to, to go to bed. You know, none of this staying up until four in the morning every morning. You know, every yeah. night, and and really try to try to pick a good time where it's more of a routine. We have routines for everything else. You know, your sleep probably should have some degree of routine. Now, that's not possible for some of us. Um, but that said, you know, I think for a lot of times, if you can have a, a more regimented time, this is when I go to bed, this is when I wake up, I think you'll be better off. Versus like college students, like my right. kids at your age and they, okay, yeah. you know, they wake up at five in the afternoon and then yeah. the next day, you feel like you know, crap, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Even but when you're young, it's important. What about us though? I mean, your docs, you, you know, I know you're not delivering any more Sus, mm-hmm. but I mean, you're probably got more of a set schedule. Hunter, you probably do too. Both of you guys are where you are in your practices. For me as a meteorologist, it sucks because the weather dictates my schedule. So even tonight, you know, I got one that's got to be off because I got to watch hours and he's off. And then I got three other mats to put in a bullpen, two that will definitely be in the morning work, the regular shifts. I try to keep them. I'm like the bridge in between. So I'll stay until when it's over. Um, How do I do? Could you ever get that back when somebody says I can make up that sleep or could I? Regain well, that somehow. All, all I know is like, for example, me managing my patients all day long. We talk about sleep, sleep. We talk about when they should be taking their hormone replacement therapy. They need to take their, they should take their progesterone at night because it makes you sleepy, right? Right. Well, then I have somebody who is um, a nurse who works nights and all of a sudden you're going, damn, that makes yeah. it harder. And um, 
on so many of those people, I, I guarantee you, I see it again and again and again, long for longevity, as far as feeling better, we're supposed to be sleeping at one inner, you know what I mean? At sure. eight hours of uninterrupted. But fortunately, or unfortunately, some people are saying I wanted the pay difference. It, it makes sense to, but I think overall, when you look um, at people that are able to get uninterrupted REM sleep versus people that have to mm-hmm. break it up, you're going to see more anxiety and depression and mood disorders, you know, other mood disorders. You can almost point that like person that. out in your workplace right oh, now. in two seconds. No doubt yeah. they, they had a crappy night's sleep. Yeah. Definitely this one here. You can use some projection. And then if they're a half glass empty kind of person, yeah. oh God, you know, we all know those kind of people. Yeah, exactly. You they're see, always, oh, I've uh, never been on hormones. I smoke, I do this, and I'm just a happy person. But, and you're wondering why. But yeah. they just happen to be one of those people people that's a half glass full girl but most of the time that's not the case see that's your life dictates that i think progesterone helps women in sleep or men in sleep too no women just women at all right no i'm just doing it no you're not confused our ovaries made estrogen testosterone Testosterone. and progesterone okay now males what are we doing to testes we make testosterone Period. And yeah. a little bit of estradiol. And a, li- yeah, a, little, a little bit, bit of conversion. Conversion. Too. That's where that comes into place. What kind of therapy would we get if a guy, because you hear a lot of guys go, I get testosterone shots. How the hell do you get that? And they go, I feel great. You know, their muscles are getting, how do you do that? It hurt when I did that because my shoulder, geez, it's crazy. Well, we both, I'm sure, could talk about this. Yeah, you both. This is both. No, well, as far as testosterone, um, there's lots of different ways. Men have been doing testosterone for a long, long, long time. It's been FDA approved in men for a long, long, long time. It's really only in the last, in my career of 20-some years, we've only used estrogen. They've somehow kind of forgot about this magical part of our ovaries. Is it double standard made, maybe in medicine? Mm, is it in social No, I think they life? just kind of thought when yeah. women go into menopause or they hit those menopausal years and they start having hot flashes, if you give a person estrogen, it's going to take care of it. So they forget the about they forget about what our testosterone did for us a, as well for things like sex drive. Estrogen has nothing to do with libido, but at the same time, testosterone is so powerful, just like in our male counterparts, for energy, focus, brain fog, muscle wasting as as we age. Mm-hmm. So so really, um, in the last really five years of my career, we really found a way for us women to get back our testosterone in the form of pellets because we don't absorb orally no men don't absorb testosterone orally a lot of them still a lot of guys can absorb some like by creams but a lot of them don't that's why they go to shots but the difference between this kind of new advent of pellets is that it's a it's more of a steady state you put it in your body underneath your skin and it's kind of like a tic-tac that slowly dissolves over about four to five months so it's not an erratic up and down that you might see so it could take shot. it wouldn't be an immediate gratification or it's release. pretty quick is it's it pretty really quick. really yeah, just so like you... estrogen is very quick in women oh. which is so great. that's interesting so do we but there's no concern on that when it comes to synthetic i would assume the testosterone like what happened with women back in the so the 80s or 70s and well, i used getting... i used totally bioidentical testosterone estrogen progesterone so they actually just you like actually men. have that I'll be darn. Mm-hmm. So they can do that. It's it, kind of like the mRNA There's technology. It's like you can actually duplicate something. Yeah, it's and make exactly it the exactly same. Exactly the same. So how do I know when I need it? I mean, how does she know when she needs it? This lady here, and how, and how does this guy? Symptoms, mm-hmm. have, like for my patients, 
you fill out a symptom sheet, like, do you have this, this, and this? And usually I can literally look, I can look at what they fill out their, their form, and I don't even have to look at what age, I could not even see that woman's face, not her age, nothing, and you know where she is in the scope of being premenopausal, in like perimenopausal or postmenopausal, just like you can when you talk about all those kinds of signs and symptoms. Like that's not a, you know, a 25-year-old ripped dude, would you I know? need to take, I probably wouldn't need multiple vitamins anymore once I would get, no, if you, you found, you, pro- you still need, okay. Yeah, in fact, actually, there's a great study that came out a couple of months ago showing that, that uh, a six-year study, those who were actually taking a multivitamin versus those who were on placebo, actually their cognition was 1.8 years younger than people who were not on the multivitamin. So it was actually one of the first studies to show that a multivitamin really does something. Okay. So, 1.8 years doesn't seem like a lot, but in our lifetime, it's a lot. It's, it's, what, 30 yeah, it's considerable. It's, it's 30% younger. You yeah. Six, Let's just do it. One, yeah. One, one, yeah. So, yeah. Hell yeah. And those yeah. are all cofactors. Those exactly. all ways sure. to like, if you have a really, if you get a really nice car, you get a Porsche or whatever, you want to put in good, you want to sometimes spend the money to put in the be, you know better fuel or better oil or to tweak or to so the whole engine is working as efficiently as it can so it's not as it's not as how do i say this it's it's you can almost listen to the patient you don't necessarily have to draw blood and and try to put under microscope and say well you're missing this much testosterone so we're not worried about testosterone injections causing later cancer or something like that or or there is a concern about you know prostate cancer and things like that, if, especially if you already have prostate cancer and you and you, or if you, you have BPH or something, would that, <laughs> would that exacerbate? Um, but that, yeah. but but really, I think a lot of a lot of times that uh, those fears have been assuaged to to some degree. I think the key thing is really talking with your talking with your caregiver about your symptoms, being honest about hey, these are the things that I feel, and then oftentimes we kind of come in then with a you know we we see the patient, we examine the patient, then we say okay, I think that we're dealing with uh, with you. Know, uh, Low, low vitamin D or something like that, then we do the test to confirm and then we replace and, and that type of thing. Okay, or, so, yeah. or we, or we do the, the testing, you know, again, sleep study or we do a stress test or an echo. We think something, you know, organically may be going on. Instead. You know, you know, Elizabeth Wendell, right? Do you know her? She's amazing. The urologist. The urologist. I've gotten to know her well. She's been kind of my, um, for me when I'm, I take care of a few men because I take care of their you know, there's significant others. And for me to be aligned with her, I'm uh-huh. more than, I feel more than comfortable managing those few uh, guys. Every guy needs a great guy ecologist. Do you yeah. want to get it? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I have an have a t-shirt. I I'll love it. I love it. Please, but, I would, yeah, you know, I would, I'm, I'm I would that would be a conversation but, piece. But, oh, but yes, I learned so much from that woman. I mean, how we got her, mm-hmm. I think I told you last yes. time, she's Harvard, Stanford, Emory trained, and we wow. have her okay. here. And she's wow, absolutely phenomenal, along with so many other great urologists in town. But she, um, I had a patient that I was checking his PSA, his prostate-specific yeah. antigen, you check it before you give them their testosterone. And she basically has, uh, you know, reiterated to me many times, the only contraindication to giving a male testosterone is if they have active prostate mm-hmm. disease. If that male recovers, because a lot of them they do completely because they have early disease, even they can go back on T as, as testosterone as long as it's it's treated appropriately and people don't get overzealous with the dosing. There's some stuff out there on social media that gives you like, it says it'll help boost your natural T and it'll come back or whatever. And I, I think just from my point of view, I, I, I tried it one time, it's out there and it says it's naturally, it's, it's a pill. 
It's it's mm-hmm. a something that says it's. I know you're giving me this look. Well, of, I'm, no, I'm just trying to yeah, think of what it is. I can't remember. It starts. It's. You, well, I don't know. It's like on social it's media. Not like there's certain things. There's also things like Tangara Ali, and there, there's some, yeah. some 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 nutraceuticals and things that, at least in my experience, you know, with with patients, that it seems to help. It'll it'll uh, release free testosterone to some degree. Maybe that's what it was, and yeah. uh, and it will go up for a period of time, but generally it's self limiting. So it's, it's right. you, you get some benefit for a sh- relatively short period of time. I tried it just for the heck of it. I felt a little energized. Maybe, maybe it was placebo. I don't know. I kind of think so. Yeah, it probably was. And then, but I have BPH. I've had it for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 57. I you had it since world, babe. in my mid 20s. I'm not kidding you. I don't mm-hmm. know because it was a stress. Just exactly. It's crazy. And and now I'm live streaming on podcasts. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just. <laughs> no, I was trying great. to see if you guys were paying attention. <laughs> Hi, <we> are. <laughs> you caught that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm bad, bad joke. I, was, I, I can't keep up with Hunter on those things. I'm not quick enough. If we live long enough, we're going to get certain things. We're going to get BPH certain things. is one of those. But right? so going back to it, for the guys listening, there could be some hope of getting some of this tea replacement. I mean, there, I mean, there's, Absolutely. so don't think you, you cannot because Absolutely. you have that, because you would like to get, get back to that physique that you once had and, and feel good. Cause I, I'll be honest. I mean, it's not, I, I feel good because my mentality is like staying active and we, we haven't gotten in that part yet, but clearly exercise should be part of this deal too, which helps me sleep better mm-hmm. and perhaps dream better mm-hmm. to get into that, that REM as we almost wrap this sucker up. But, but, you know, I'll let you guys have some final words on that. Um, all I can say is when it comes about hormone replacement therapy, and obviously I, as a gynecologist, I've seen women all my life, but now just recently in the last year or so, um, people think as we age, they accept what they think is the new normal. They think like they that, cannot yeah. be better. They think they're older, they see their bodies, they think I'm never going to be in that size six, you know, Gloria Vanderbilt jeans I was and when I was, what, how many years ago? And they think, no, this is just the way it's going to be. But what, what we're able to see now there's so much out there. And even like, for example, I could get off on a tangent about some of the new medications for weight loss. I'm sure the semaglutides like Absolutely. Wagovi, Ooh. you're seeing people that yeah. have horrible, horrible uh, issues with um, obesity. And for people that aren't diabetic, it's now being, um, it's been FDA approved. And so to see some of these people that have felt like the fat person their entire life lose 50 pounds if you don't think that is empowering to make them want to live another 50 mm-hmm. years. Yes, that's great. Cool. Well, and Got, not only, not only yeah. that, you know, 15, 20 pounds. Well, that too, but the yeah. 15, 20 pounds, they're now off two of their four blood pressure medicines. They no longer have diabetes. Is happy now. You know, they're, they're, you <laughs> yeah. know I, have, I see people all the time. I want to get off some of these medicines. I'm like, listen, seriously, it's not like you have to get back to where you were yeah. when you were in, you know, you're in, in high school. You drop 15, 20 pounds during COVID. You know, we had people who gained the COVID. You get freshman 15. We got yeah. COVID-19 right. for some people. Um, but, uh, but, but, you know, we had, I had a handful of people who lost 15, 20 pounds during COVID. And they called me up and said, I'm so dizzy. I was like, what's going on? Well, come to find out, now their blood pressure is absolutely normal with no medicine. That's so, because they, they didn't need it. So much. Exactly. They didn't need it. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't it something? Well, that's true. I mean, I think it did. It took a lot of stress out. You're not driving. You're not in traffic. There's a lot, a lot of exterior and, things and, environment. And I, and I can't stress enough what Susie said there about, about, you know, trying to accept this as the new norm because we hear it all the time. Well, I just thought I was just getting older. Oh, I thought, you know, I thought I was, I'm supposed to slow down. I'm supposed to, and, and to mm-hmm. some degree, yes. I mean, you know, maybe we, some of us should be doing some of the things we did in, in, in our twenties, but that said, you know, don't accept that as being the, 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 the necessarily the new norm. Cause there are things that we can do. And I think part of what we probably want to talk about another time are just some of the other things that are being studied for aging. 
Okay. You know, they're studying yes. metformin. They're studying metformin, which is a diabetes medicine for anti-aging properties. Yes. Uh, things like NMN, things like NAD plus that you can get infusions of and and uh, or take a. Uh, 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 precursors for there are a lot of things out there that you can that, that I think we're going to see moving down the down the line that are really going to help with aging. I love see, it. Did you see those little mice? The one that is an old the gray bird? The old, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. That's legit that's science. Crazy it, because because people got to know that they use mice in experience because they're you know they physical they're little mammals with vertebrae and everything mm-hmm. else are very similar. They can say if it works with them like flowers for Elger nine with Cliff yeah. Robertson nineteen sixty nine. You know it. Charlie. It was similar to that. They came up with that. They did the surgery, although that was a little far fetched. But but it's that same principle that a mouse is, is certainly given us that kind of research to to develop it and, and use it with people and improve their lives. Science, 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 science. baby. Yeah. I love it, yeah. and that's what we science. do. Yep, and uh, Immuno- follow the science. Immunotherapy now curing stage four freaking colon cancer. That's crazy. Melanomas that were deadly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it just goes on and on and on. I you know I have a kid. I told yeah. you last time yeah. I had cancer and thank God's in remission and when you look at some of these sarcomas and the way they're able to in a crazy unbelievable sci-fi way create something in the form of medic- medication and go in and tell the body how to fix a, a, a deletion on That's a, insane. you know it's it's it's, it's uh it's there I mean the good science is very, there very science is wonderful wonderful research folks that you're listening tap everybody you know and, and listen right here, right at the bottom of the Bob Jeswold show, you're going to see more. And then and the next episode we have with Dr. Hunter Champion and Dr. Susie Westerland, we're going to bring you both back and we're going to talk about the, the research that you mentioned, um, which I think is, is uh, poignant. It's germane to what we're talking about so people can kind of get the idea why why this is being done, how you can support it, get behind it, and, and know, know the subject at hand. And then that way you can make a good decision. Both of you guys are doing great. We got a link to both of you guys. If anybody has any questions or wants to see a cardiologist, a gynecologist. With a few guys. With a few guys. Yeah, a gynecologist uh-huh. with a few guys. I uh-huh. love that. Next on that Bob Jeswold Show, Dr. Seuss, thank you. And Dr. Hunter, thank you so much. Uh, awesome. Check it out here on WRBL.com. You can see us, of course, streaming on YouTube and also wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, iHeart. It's out there. Uh, take your pick and you'll be able to find it. Social media, of course, Facebook, Twitter, and all these other wonderful places to get what you need. It's a one-stop shop. And that's what they say. Oh, yeah. It's a one-stop shop. With Thanks for letting me hang out with the champ. The Thank champ, you. likewise. And with the Seuss. Look at it. It's great. You two guys are awesome. Appreciate you. We're going to see you in the next episode with you both coming up in a few weeks on the Bob Jeswold Show. Thank you. <laughs>